Yes, yes. Come on, give it up for Jared and Julia, my son Benson, for being here, man. We're so excited to have you guys um, here with us this morning. I want to take a moment and I want to bring up, I want to bring up one of our elders, Voltaire, and Pastor Edgar, to come up. And I really just wanted to spend some time praying uh, this morning. Just have a few minutes praying. There's a lot of things happening around the world and a lot of things that are just. Um, dear to our heart, and I don't want to be remiss to just um, sweep these under the rug or not um, go after God's heart for what's going on um, in the world. So obviously we know that Corona and this second variant and all those things that are happening, you know, that's that's affecting people and it's affecting people's lives. And um, my brother has, has it right now. And so we're just praying and believing healing for him and his son. And we just want to, we just want to pray for all those. Um, maybe you're watching online and you're at home because of that. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for Afghanistan. Um, as you know, uh, uh, every nation, the fa global family churches that we're a part of, they were one of the first missionary trips to Afghanistan to share the gospel uh, almost 20 years ago. And, and we want to just pray for the Christians over there. As you know, or may not know, everybody is now has an identification card in Afghanistan. It's how they maintain peace. But on your ID card, you, you put your religion affiliate. And so everybody who proclaimed Christ in a peaceful place now has that on their ID card. And now it's a target on their back. And so we just want to pray for the church that's going to be persecuted. And for those who are going to be martyred, um, there are going to be Christians martyred. And we believe that there is a crown for those who are martyred. And God loves them, and we want to stand with them, and we want to believe for them. So we want to pray for that as well. And then lastly, we're going to play, pray for a couple of church plants um, that are happening in our city. And so I'm going to have uh, Pastor Edgar pray uh, first for, for just COVID and what's going on there and um, just, just whatever the Lord leads. And then I'm going to have um, our elder Voltaire pray for Afghanistan and the persecuted church there. And then I'll close us. If, if you're okay, what I want to encourage you to do, church, is sometimes we, we sit in our comfy chairs and we recline up and this is we, we become spectators. Uh, but the Lord has called the church to be participants. And so I'm, I'm just asking you to activate your faith. Look, I see Lakeisha standing up. She's like, I'm going to activate my faith right now and believe God that he's going to move. And so let's do that, church. As they're praying, agree in prayer, pray. Maybe the Lord puts something on your heart prophetically. He drops a word in your heart. Pray into that. Amen. Lord Jesus, we come before you. God, we lift up our hearts to you. We we magnify you. We bless you in the beauty of holiness, Lord God, above all else, above the things that we see, beyond the things that we can even imagine or fathom. We right now, Lord God, just choose to bless your name at this time. As your presence is already here, Lord God, we petition you right now. First of all, Lord God, praying, Lord God, for uh, Pastor Ben's brother and and those, Lord God, who are experiencing, Lord God, COVID at this time, Lord God, whatever variant it may be, wherever it may, Lord God, be attached to. We know, Lord God, that the name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus is, Lord God, stronger, better, and greater, Lord God, than this. We also know, Lord God, that your word declares that you wish above all else that we prosper and be in health 
even as our souls prosper. So today, Lord God, we pray for them. We press into you. We lean to you, oh God. And we pray right now for peace, for comfort, and more importantly, Lord God, restoration, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Just as you, Lord God, were able, Lord God, to call Lazarus out of the tomb, Lord God, we right now stand in faith right now and call, Lord God, right now, your resurrection power into the lives of those people, Father. Lord God, we pray for their families, God. We pray right now as the Lord God, as they are right now, may be dealing with, uh, Lord God, confusion, Lord. They may be dealing with maybe anger, Lord God. Lord God, maybe even anxiety at this moment. So right now, Lord God, we pray right now that your peace that surpasses all understanding will guard their heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That, Lord God, that you fill them, Lord God, with, Lord, your peace and your joy, Lord God. Because, Lord God, we understand, Lord God, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we bless you. We honor you. Cover these families right now, Lord God. We pray that you cover them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Lord God, help them to see you better. Help them, Lord God, to be able to walk with you, Lord God. Because we know, Lord, that Father God, that when we, Lord God, when we look at these situations, Lord, we know that you are drawing us closer to you. So, Lord God, help us in all that we see to see you more. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Father, Lord God, we pray for Afghanistan, Lord God, and all the Christians, Lord God, and all the people, Lord God, in Afghanistan, Lord God. Ask, Lord God, for your presence, Lord God, especially for those who are there because in the name of your ministry, Lord God. May, may all those Christian missionaries and also those who are in Kabul University that sharing the gospel to the university student in Kabul, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, for the peace, Lord God, in their heart, Lord God, because your peace, Lord God, surpass all understanding, Lord God. That all things, Lord God, they can, they, they can do all things, Lord God, because you are the one who gives them strength, Lord God. Lord God, you ask, Lord God, for this uh, suffering of them, Lord God, that I know, Lord God, that they are in their inner heart, Lord God, that pursuing you, Lord God, and sharing your gospel in that very close area, Lord God, in the world, Lord God, because all people are precious to you, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, for for safe uh, exit or safe trip, Lord God, for everyone coming up from Afghanistan, and may our government will help them, Lord God, improvise and and do all the strategy that they can be out of Afghanistan, Lord God. But Lord God, Lord God, the seed, Lord God, that those missionary, Lord God, that everything, Lord God, that will able to grow, Lord God, in your name, Lord God, that everything in your heart, Lord God, that their heart, Lord God, that pursue, Lord God, that whatever in their heart, that oh, those Afghanistan that was shared, Lord God, your gospel, Lord God, will stand up as leader, Lord God, that they are able to pursue your kingdom and spread more, Lord God, and all the love, Lord God, that they're giving on all the people, Lord God, will create peace, Lord God, understanding, Lord God, the 
Thank you, God, in the ordinary manner, Lord God. Everything we receive, Lord God, no killing anymore, Lord God. But because of your presence, Lord God, you are the presence, Lord God, the omnipotent, Lord God. Your ever power, Lord God, will shine over the whole Afghanistan, Lord God. That is peace, Lord God, in the heart, Lord God. Thank you, God. We uh, we we there's a there's a church plant called Chasing Oaks uh, that just launched today was their grand opening and they're meeting at the Hilton right over here and my my friend Abram is the student pastor there and so I want I want to I want to pray for them and I also want to pray for um, as you may have heard that Robert who led us in worship is a part of ACC Church Plant downtown. And uh, their pastor, Ryan, is here this morning right here. And so we, it's good to see you, man. Uh, Ryan and I, we, we met in coffee shops, and we tried to disciple people and love people in this city. And uh, we cried on each other's shoulder when it was hard and celebrated when it was good. And um, this church is just going to thrive, and they're going to do incredible things. And so uh, we want to we pray for this church that's launched over here, but we also want to pray uh, for ACC this morning. So if you wouldn't mind, stretch your hand um, out here. Theoretically, it's back here, Hilton Garden Inn. But let's pray for Chase and Oaks. Father, we just thank you, God, for another church plant in our city who's reaching people with the light of Jesus. And so, Lord, we just pray for Chase and Oaks, God. We pray that you would bless them this morning. I pray their grand opening would be contagious. Just, Father, I got to, I got to encourage Abram this morning, and he, he reported that they're so excited. And so, Lord, I just pray with that great excitement, that great faith that you would add to their church, God, that you would increase the number that are coming, that you would grow their faith, God, to reach the unreached, to reach the unchurched, and God, that you would just move in a great way to bless that church in every way. And if you're around Ryan, just stretch your hand out to him. Lay a hand on him and, and Robert. Let's pray for them. Father, we just are thankful for ACC downtown. We're thankful, God. I know this man's heart, and he wants to make disciples in the city. And he wants to see the lost found. And so, Lord, I just pray an extra measure of grace upon him. God, as there's stress with a new marriage and there's stress with all these performance things that, that we always deal with as senior pastors, I pray, God, that he would not have to perform to be a son, but, God, that he would just be. And, Lord, that you would give him all the resources and tools that they need to plant a thriving church in downtown San Antonio. I pray, God, that there would be multiple people that come into their doors. I pray, God, that you would draw people in and there would be these divine moments of people just waiting for this church to arrive. And God, it has come. And Lord Jesus, that the goodness of the Lord would be in that place. Would you bless this church, bless their team, give them supernatural faith, God, to believe the impossible. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Come on, give God one big hand and then you can have a seat. Well, thank you, Josh, for staying up here all service. You need a stool or something? Let's give Josh a hand. Come on, man. It's impressive. He'll be back in 10 minutes, so don't worry. Don't get too comfortable. I'm, uh, I'm excited. If you have your Bibles, turn to Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 this morning. 
And uh, we're in at the movies, baby. At the movies, you got your popcorn, you got your drinks. You, you, some of you, I saw you sneaking out during the meet and greet to get a refill, and that's okay. I'm glad you did that this morning. But uh, today we're talking about a movie called Instant Family. Have any of you seen it? Instant Family. Like four or five people have seen it. If you haven't seen it, get ready to cry. I mean, it is incredible. Uh, just this whole idea of this couple uh, based on a true story produced and directed by them on the heart of adoption for God's people. And so I'm excited to share a few clips with you this morning. But what I really want is I want God's heart for his children to be imparted into us. One, as a reminder that you're God's. And two, a reminder that there's other people who are God's. They just don't know it yet. So we're going to tell them and remind them. Let's read Galatians 4. As we get started this morning, verse 4, it says this. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law. To redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Let's check out this movie trailer this morning. I love what you two are doing with this house, but what are you going to do with five bedrooms? You guys are obviously never having kids. What was that look? I did not do a look. You're doing a look right now. There's no look. Have a good fight, guys. There's so many kids in foster care, and they're having an orientation. Ellie, people who take the foster kids are really special. The kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. We don't even volunteer on a holiday. Over a half million children are currently in foster care. The county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids. Everybody's avoiding them. I'm going to go and say hi. But they're teenagers, okay? They lose drugs, and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. They're not equipped for any of that. Hi! Just FYI, we can all hear you. Hmm? It's okay. We'll mingle with the kitties and uh, don't give it another thought. Bye-bye. She was cool. Lizzie comes with two younger siblings. Three kids? Too much. Oh, oh my God. They're adorable. Why would you show us that? That's wrong. Here we are. Make yourself at home because you're at home. Do you like the Clippers? Oh, more of a Lakers fan. Oh, no. You hit me because I like the Clippers. I think the Clippers are awesome. They were smart for trading Blake Griffin. Their best player. Oh, that. Just stay there until the fire department comes, okay? You're just another white lady who wants to adopt charity orphans to make you feel good about yourself. Pretend long. We might have a little bit of a knack for this. Oh, I beg to differ. <laughs> this stuff takes time. Lizzie yeah. had to parent Juan Lita all by herself. This is never going to be easy. But with some structure and love, you could make your house a home. Please go away. But I'm pissed. You know what I like to do? Really? All right, let me fix one, okay? Thanks, Daddy. I just got my first daddy. Oh, what the? You suck. What's some of that? Hey, honey, can I help you with anything? No. What are you doing to my phone? Look at what this boy texted her. Is this that kid, Jacob? Hey, I saw the picture you sent for Jacob. You're lucky I'll end your life right now, Carrot Top. We're gonna call your mom. You're going down today. So what do you think of that, Jacob? My name is not Jacob. 
Obviously, that's a synopsis of the movie, and, and as we use these clips this morning, I want to let you know they're not perfect by any means. So maybe a little bit of vulgarity. I try to edit all that, uh, but some of it's coming out, and so I apologize. Uh, but we are, um, we are using these clips to help prop up and be illustrations, not that the Bible needs propping up. It doesn't. These are illustrations to, to bring truths of the gospel into our lives. Not perfect illustrations, nor is illust any illustration perfect uh, or any analogy. But these are some to help us understand that God loves family. He loves family. He loves people. And he has brought about this metaphor that Paul uses in Galatians, the whole idea of adoption. That you were slaves to sin. You were serving something else, weren't we? We were serving something other than God. We were serving ourselves and anything that brought us pleasure. How many of you know that is true? But God came in his mercy to come and say, hey, I'm not going to leave you as slaves, but I'm going to adopt you. Adopt you. It's why the church has really taken its place and its anthem in the foster care system, in adoptions, in orphanages, that it's our heart to emulate God's heart for us, that uh, we, we physically manifest this out of ourselves of saying, I'm going to adopt you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to bring you in to the family of God because that's what God did for me. Amen, church. And if God did something for you, it should motivate the way you live for others. It's the way you, you live for others. It's the way you love for others. It's the fruit of what has happened internally inside of you. It just starts coming out of you. You start giving. You start loving. You start adopting. And I love the fact that God wanted to adopt us. Don't you love that? And he, he, I know he wanted to because he says this in Ephesians 1.5. He predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. That this is something that he has predestined for you and me. Aren't you glad that he had your best in mind before you took your first breath? I am so thankful for that. Well, you see, when, when Jesus gave his life on the cross and said, this is the way that it must be written. This is the order of things. Blood must be spilled that's innocent for the guilty, for you and me. When he did that, that was done in a way that said, hey, Will hasn't even taken his breath yet. Uh, Ryan hasn't even taken his breath yet. They haven't even been born into this world. But upon that moment, he started predestining you, said, no, I created you for good works. I created you for, for pleasure, and I created you for honor, and I created you to bring glory to me. I created you, and I chose you. And I'm not going to leave you as a slave serving the thing that destroys and kills. I'm going to give you purpose. See, outside of Christ, there's no true purpose. Because the thing that you are producing is sin and more sin. But when you're redeemed and you're adopted, 
and you come into the family, you start producing fruit. You start producing life abundantly. You start producing what God has intended. This is what God has wanted for us. And we were all without family. We were without it. We didn't have it. We were, we were orphaned, if you will. Orphans, without a dad, without a father. There's a lack of direction. And we see that in our society, don't we? When we encounter people who've lost their father too early or their father abandoned them, you lose a sense of purpose and direction until you find God the Father, the Father who identifies and speaks life into you. And he's called you to do this. And as we walk into this family, when we were without family, we start to emulate our father. How many of you have children in here? Have you ever noticed they watch everything? Like everything. My kids pick their nose. Huh. Wonder where they learned that. I thought I was doing it on the sly. You know, I thought no one was around. They were in the back seat, in the car seat. They were watching that. So now I'm like slapping their hand away from their nose. Like, do not do that. That's gross. There's corona up in those nostrils. Like, stop it. They're like, Dad, you do it. No, I do not. Have you ever heard that from your children? Dad, you do it. Mom, you do it. You'll wonder why maybe there's some temper tantrums. You'll wonder why maybe there's some lying or deceit or there's some overeating. Hmm? Oh, there's something like that, right? You do it. Kids emulate their parents. And we who've been adopted have been called to emulate our father. How is he acting? What is he doing? And when we're in the family and we're in the house, we get to watch him. You see, as Christians and followers of Christ... We are positioned in such a way to watch our father every day, to see what he's doing, how he interacts, what he thinks about Afghanistan, what he thinks about what's going on with sickness and disease in our country, what what he thinks about church plants and what God is doing through the church. We get to see it, and then we get to have his heart and participate. We get to emulate him. It's what he's called us to do. But how many know the father has adopted some brokenness? You know what I mean? (laughs) Am I the only one who's been broken? Like when he adopted me, he adopted a broken person. And what I love about this movie is you get to see a glimpse of when you foster a child, you kind of have a honeymoon stage. It's all rosy. And then it goes crazy. Check out this clip. Chips. Oh, we're not having chips tonight, Munchkin. Sorry. I want my chips. Lita, Lizzie, Pete and I worked really hard on this dinner, and there's lots of yummy food for you to eat. No! Hey, Lita, 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 Lita,
said, don't do what Ricky just said. What would you say? Quattro, go to your bedroom. No, quattro means quart, like quart of milk, right? She said, you're not going to have tension, but you will drink that milk. In any case, we have this. It's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, let's try some of this meatloaf, okay? No, I'm I don't think she's getting on board with the plan, no. honey. I don't want that. You sure you don't want to just give her some chips? No, we're not giving her chips. We're just going to eat. my goodness you know it's kind of crazy when you adopt somebody or you foster somebody there's all these things that happen and this isn't a perfect glimpse obviously the mother and father in our analogy is not god the father right they're kind of giving glasses that are breaking and they don't know how to do it but our father knows how to do it perfectly and he knows how to do it well, but we are broken people when he adopts us. And I'm so thankful that when he adopts us, our birthright is changed immediately. There's this moment where we are filled with the Holy Spirit, sealed by him, and he says, mine. And he rewrites your name, and you are reborn into the kingdom. But then there's this whole flesh side that's still broken. Can I get an amen? There's still all this stuff that I'm still trying to get right. My mind right, my, my heart's right. I'm trying to get some things right in my life. We see in this moment, we have a, a girl who's addicted to potato chips. There's an addiction. We have Lizzie, the oldest, who's, who's addicted, and, 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 who has a, a, a thing of control where she's trying to control every situation. And then we have this son in this story who is who's so afraid that he will be disciplined in an unloving manner that he walks around insecure all the time, overly apologizing for everything that he does, which just causes him to do things worse even more. You know, it's, it's like when you're walking around with that insecurity, you find yourself just getting more clumsy and clumsy. And it's like Paul writing, why do I keep doing the things that I do? I, I want to stop, but I just can't stop. And these moments of being redefined by your mother and father. You see, when we walk into brokenness, I know that we have brokenness. We have things that are missing, and there are things that are still holding tight from our flesh. 
that still creeps in our mind. There is moments of addiction in this room. There's moments of insecurity in this room where you feel like you have to keep apologizing to God because you're afraid that he's going to punish you for the things that you've been hiding. You keep walking around with control because control is the only way that you can truly make it in this world where I have to control everything to the T. But the Lord, when he adopted you in your brokenness, he loves you so much that he's not going to leave you there. He loves you so much that he's going to move you out of brokenness and into wholeness. And as we are part of the family and adopted in it, we find that we have a unity of the spirit in the family, don't we? You are no longer slaves, but you are adopted as sons. And if sons, you're heirs, heirs to what God has for you. And you're not an only son or an only child, right? You are part of multiple children. We have brothers and sisters in this room. We look around and we, we look and we see all those who are in Christ in this room. And it, it, it brings about this confidence. God saved them. And he saved them. And he saved them. And he saved me. And it brings about this brokenness. But sometimes we are more concerned about our distinct differences than we are the Holy Spirit likeness in one another. Meaning this, we focus on how they are different versus how we are unified. But when God brings and he adopts a family, he's talking about there are some things that are distinct, distinctly unified in us together, being together as one. We are able to move in a place of family where we can start growing and building together. Where we could start seeing the best in one another in this family that he has adopted and paid for. We start seeing the best in you and me. Start seeing the best. Have you noticed that children oftentimes see the best? It's like this. is uh, my, my son, when he comes home from school, if somebody else has the same shoes as him, that's like a great thing. Like it bonded them. And then as we get older, we want to be distinctly different. And if somebody has the same shoes as us, we're like, I guess I'm going to drop by Ross, get a different pair of shoes. Because I got to be different. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, when you're all liking the same things as a child, it brings this unity. And it's, it's hey, we like the same thing. That's awesome. That's amazing. But we've seen it in our churches. Hey, uh, you like that. I'm not going to like that. Oh, you stand for that. I'm not going to stand for that. Oh, you walk that way. I'm not going to walk that way. And so what we have done is we created division in the family. Because we've been focused on our own brokenness. Instead of saying, God, you've healed this brokenness. You've adopted me. And you're relentlessly pursuing me. And that pursuit of me is a recipient of grace received by his running after me and receiving his love. And what I do when I walk into this room and what I pray that we do as a church, we say, hey, he saved you too. Oh, he, 
He loves you too. Oh man, you got faith for that? I'm going to believe for that too. And you find this unity of spirit. You see, when God's the Father, He sets the order. But when we get our eyes off of Him, all we can see is brokenness. Looking out for myself. God wants unity. It's what he's called us to. He is relentlessly pursuing us. Check out this last clip. Guys, mom's here. All right, get up, get up. Come on, come on, let's go. Lita, come on, get your stuff. Bye, me, Hey, I've got a car seat for Lita if you don't have one. guys picking us up? Where's mom? She was supposed to meet us at the office this morning and she didn't show. She didn't answer her phone. What, did you go to her house? Did she wait did something happen to her? Yes, we went to see her. She was very ashamed. She said she can't do it. No, she didn't. No, because why, why would she, um, why would she fill out all the forms and then the court stuff and the reunification stuff? She didn't. Lizzie, your mom said you filled out all those forms. Why help but so what? She felt she was being pushed into something that she wasn't ready for. No, I, I didn't push her. She's ready. Just, just, just let me talk to her, please. And then, and then we can figure something out. And Honey. She can send me home. Honey, when we saw her, it was obvious. She's using it yet. She's not coming, baby. Sweetie, we're so sorry. Lizzie. Lizzie. Come on, get her. We can watch the kids. Right there, okay? Lizzie! You know what we are? We're here. That's right, we're here. And we love you. <laughs> what? No, you don't. You don't even know me. Hey, uh, what's going on? Out here, just give us a few minutes, please. Oh, okay, sorry. It says in Romans chapter 8, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God, verse 14, are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. In this scene, we have a girl who's really broken. True hurt. Her earthly mom let her down. Her earthly mom disappointed her and there were broken expectations. You see, whatever our hurt is in this room today at church, it's real. It's tangible. I'm not excusing it. But what I love about this glimpse is you have this mother and father who desperately want to adopt this girl, and they go running after her. They don't just let her run by herself. They go running after her. And this is what our father does, is when he adopted you and he's pursued you, he's running after you, and he's pursuing you, and our spirit's saying, Abba, Father, and it resonates 
out of being a recipient. It resonates that I was broken and I was lost and I was a slave to sin and my own doing. But I put my faith in Christ and Christ saved me and he made me new and he wrote an adoption story for me. And now I'm made new in him. I want to invite Robert back up and we're going to close with a song this morning. A song about no longer being slaves, but being called to be sons and daughters. If you would stand with me, I want to pray for a couple people before we do. Truth is, there may be some broken expectations in this room, some broken moments, some brokenness. And I want to I want to pray for you. And if that's you with every eye closed and every head bowed just out of respect for the person next to you if that's you and you have some brokenness in your life would you just raise your hand so i can see you and begin to pray for you father i just see every hand raised but more importantly you see it father there is brokenness and broken expectations and there's broken ways and brokenness from disappointment and people we thought we should trust broken expectations from trusting uh, people and, and it's okay to trust people but God you see brokenness you see brokenness but you come running father you come loving God you come pursuing God and would you remind everybody with their hand raised that they're no longer a slave but they're known that they're known and I pray that you would whisper in ears this morning Holy Spirit and say you are known you are known and you are loved and I see you and I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to heal that hurt and I'm going to heal that pain. I'm going to take it away because that's what good dads do. I'm going to heal it. Father, we thank you for that and we trust you in Jesus name. Amen. Church, can we sing together? I'm no longer a slave. 
to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. No, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Hey, if you're God's child, we'll give him a big hand. 
Father, we love you. We praise you. We glorify you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Robert, thanks for leading us. Hey, man, we are so grateful you came to Luminous today, and I would love for you to do this. If you grab out your phone real quickly, this is one thing that you could do for us this morning, is that you would text the word Luminous to 94000, 94000. And upon that, you'll have a link tree, and that link tree will give you everything that you need pertaining to Luminous. It's the way that you can give this morning. It's the way that you can grow this morning. It's the way that you can connect this morning. We'd love for you to fill out that connect card this morning. Thank you so much for being here. We love seeing your faces. Reminder, next week, everybody say next week. It's college and youth Sunday. So what does that mean if you're not college or youth? It means you need to find an old shirt of your alma mater. You need to bring that out and you need to rep it as Jaron is bringing the word next week. We're so excited for that. So excited for what God's going to do in this place. And if you know a college student, you know a youth student, bring them. Maybe they're on your block. Maybe it's your co-workers, kids, you know, kidnap them. I'm just kidding. Just bring them. It's going to be good. God's going to do something awesome. Hey, we love you, Luminous. Be blessed. Have a great week.